0: Out, stretch, stretch it out stretch it out get the jitters out uh, get you, still, you still get jitters uh, no <laughs> yeah you no. do no i
1: don't i never <laughs> i never get jitters
0: i'm a
1: i'm the consummate professional okay, I never get jitters okay
0: okay
1: nah you, you know why because i know at the end of the day we're pre-recording so i can just always stop and just
0: there you go if you feel yeah if, if, if
1: something feels weird i just be like all right hold on let's do that again even though it never happens yeah yeah but um yeah nah it's always comfortable turn my mic up Where are you take there yeah, yeah, uh, on the road to the riches. Life takes a toll, like bridges. Good friends will come folks and snitches. Better watch you nose in your business. All right, hustle fam, hustle fam. We are back with another amazing episode. We are here live on location at Select Trucks of Atlanta. I am here with my good friend Courtney. Yeah, Miss Courtney Beckham. How
0: are you, man? I am amazing <laughs> doing good okay and just excited that you are finally here oh man how long has this
1: been like in the making like you what's...
0: you me us yeah. we've been trying to put this together for over a year and uh, just trucking went crazy and ours and your schedules never jived and yeah we're, we're yeah. doing it today but we're here <laughs> we're, we're gonna
1: do it we're gonna bring yeah. some major we're, value we're, we're gonna talk um, yeah. courtney is top salesman are you the top salesman are you number one Pretty darn uh, close, uh, okay. yeah. Am gonna ruffle some
0: feathers <laughs> by saying that? No, we, we've been in the, in the top three company-wide for probably as long as I've worked here. Okay, 20 okay. plus years, yeah.
1: Top salesman here at Select Trucks yeah. of Atlanta. Uh, I feel with the current you know, state of the industry, it is so important to talk about what's going on with these trucks. And there's nobody Ugh. better than Miss Courtney here. She yeah. is a, a veteran in this game, to say the least. She's been around, she's worked with a lot of, of my friends and um, like I said, Courtney, it's great to have you on the yeah, show. I'm so excited. let's 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 get started. So yeah. th- we're live on location. Kay. The first thing that I want to say I noticed is you guys actually have some trucks in the lot. What's going on here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I- <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, first I'll tell you, every truck out there right now is sold.
1: Okay. Because <laughs> I was going to make a few phone calls and say, hey, guys, I know where the trucks is at. They're stashed oh, over here. Select. No. All right. So those trucks no. are sold. Sorry. And,
0: and and that's why I'm so excited for you to be here today, because we're, we're answering that question daily. And it's just, real I guess the word exasperating is probably a good word to use mm. because you have so many people needing trucks right now. Just, I mean, phone calls off the hooks, text, emails, just, I mean, customers that I've had for years coming out of the woodwork. Right. Um, and then you've got to explain what I want to explain today to yeah. every one of them. Yeah. And what's what's going on is, if, if you don't know, Select Trucks is the used truck division of Freightliner Corporation. Okay. And we are, Select trucks started to remarket all the trucks when these big fleets get their new trucks, and when I say big fleets, I'm talking JB Hunt, Crete, Swift, Prime, CR England, the biggest biggest fleets in the country. We remarket those trucks. Well, when COVID hit, um, you had trucking went bananas. I mean, I, I've never seen anything like it. Um, I've been doing this twenty. Three years. Um, that was the busiest year of my entire career. Wow. That year in, in COVID.
1: Just to give some context yeah. real quick. Let's say pre COVID, like mm-hmm. what how many trucks were you, like, I guess moving a day to, yeah. you know, to after COVID, like just to give people an idea what those yeah. numbers look like. I mean, like.
0: you I mean and on the average, I mean you could push out ten to twenty trucks a month, I mean, feasibly, getting yeah. those through the shop, getting paperwork, getting Insurance, there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes, not just, let me ring it up. Right, 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 right. um, We have an incredible team back there that works with very big volume. um, So they're used to that. But um, with that said, when COVID hit, uh, you had FedEx went crazy, Amazon, just all the, um, shout out to Alex with good energy. Um, Huge shout out to him for um, just really bringing a lot of people. That needed another income, no doubt. Um, it, just amazing what he's doing, and yeah, for sure. that in itself just brought a lot of other customers to the industry. Um, so, with that said, um, trucks were depleted. I mean, we had probably close to ten thousand trucks sitting in corporate inventory when COVID hit. Mm. Um, they're gone. I mean, all <laughs> of them were gone. They were gone within six, you know, five to six months. Wow. So everything was depleted. So we have, you know, just, just everything going on with all of that, getting those trucks delivered, just more and more people coming. Um, but now you've got the issue with the computer chips okay, um, and okay. that same thing going on with the car business, probably affecting the trucking business. I would say even worse okay, because the trucks are going to get things to the car businesses, right, right you right. know, so you have, uh, computer chips and plastics that are absolutely stagnating the trucking industry right now. So we've got about eight, nine buyers flying all over the country, just getting pockets of trucks. Um, That's where incredible, incredible buyers and relationships come into play. So we've been able to keep trucks coming in, but it's on a daily basis where before we could know, okay, we're going to buy 20 of these JB Hunts and 30 of these. And we know exactly what we had. Okay. Now it is a hodgepodge of just getting trucks from here and there. Very, very diverse inventory as far as internationals, Kenworth's, Peterbilt's, um, max stuff that we might not have ever sold before. Um, bringing them in here and doing what we do, but, right. um, a complete shift in every realm of, of how I've done business. So, With that said, everything that comes in and is purchased is sold before it gets here. I mean, because I have stacks of people needing trucks. So um, I don't want to deter anybody from getting in that stack because that's where I just bought eight trucks a few weeks ago. Um, We had eight of those. They were sold in 10 minutes because we just went to the next (laughs) eight people in line. So it's very imperative that you get, you know, get that approval, get it in there. So I know who to go to, who has this down payment. It's a, it's what I'm doing now is a logistical, crazy puzzle. Imagine Mm. people with trucks and what they have and this, and it's just, um, uh, you know, I, I, I can't even really explain it. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot because I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, Our yeah, industry yeah. has never seen anything like it. So, right. It's, um,
1: so, so, okay. So let's just put some context around it. So the, obviously everybody's heard about the truck shortage, yeah. right? And you yeah. said it's because of the computer chips. Can Absolutely. you just expound on exactly like what that means when you say the computer chips? Yeah. So people could understand what's going on with them.
0: Right. Um, And obviously I'm not an expert on computers or chips or anything like that, but how it, how it has affected us. It's, it's definitely these, these newer trucks, if if, you know, back in the day when I first started trucks in the nineties, started selling trucks, a truck was a truck, you know, um, now they're big computers going down the road. Um, our technicians, which is, I'll give another shout out to them. Uh, huge shout out to them because they have to be trained yearly, monthly on all the new computer Issues with trucks. Right. So technicians are not mechanics anymore. They are absolutely computer doctors. You know I, <laughs> right, that's, right, that's right. what I call everybody in my shop doctor or so and so. <laughs> you know so you've got just um, so many different components of computers in that truck. The whole entire brain of that truck is now computer. We have a I'm not sure if it's still back there. There's a whole board back in the technicians um, break room that was an entire. Covered a whole wall, uh, and there was over a thousand sensors in that truck. Wow! So when you say we're short on computers, I don't know if it's this com- this part or this part or this part, but whatever it is, it's affecting where you have thousands and thousands of trucks sitting in you know fields and stadiums. They might be ninety to ninety-five percent complete, but they need this one little thing. They might need one little steering column thing right, you, know, right, right. Or, you know so it is just um it's so aggravating because so you
1: know, so so structurally they're they're ready like the bodies are built everything's in there yeah, but it's right. just that waiting on the chip and do you know why the what's going on with the chips why they're no why, I why, really why don't. there's a backup you know or? i
0: think it's the same thing going on with everybody just not enough workers in these places um building these, you know, it takes people to run it, you know, a line or this or that same thing with cars, but, um, that's a great question. I wish I had a better answer for it because I could explain it better to everybody who calls, but I really don't.
1: Um, Got you. So, so, so obviously obvious economic supply and demand, right? So because we have this shortage of supply, there's this huge demand. How has that impacted the price of trucks?
0: Oh my Lord. Um, great, incredible question. Um, because that, when, when I have these customers that have bought trucks for me for 20 years, Concordia, I need two more trucks and I have to tell them what the price is. Keep in mind, historically, my entire career, I've sold 40 to $60,000 trucks. That's where used trucks have been. That's where they've always have been. Um, right now you're looking at 80 to a hundred thousand dollar trucks
1: for the same type for of the used, same truck.
0: used truck, because there are right now bidding wars to get trucks. You have you know, four trucks come available over here in some town in Ohio, and you have 200, 300 dealers trying to get those trucks. Um, We usually can get them (laughs) because we've got pretty big pockets to do that. But, you know, all that's doing is just pushing the price of trucks up and up and up. Not because we want to be selling 80 to $100,000 trucks. We have to. I mean, here's the other part of it. The second you get that inventory, it's sold within minutes. It doesn't mm. matter if it's eighty to hundred thousand dollars. You've got a FedEx guy who's got four trucks. He needs a fifth truck to earn this other lane that can make him a million dollars, and he needs a truck. Right. You know, so he's going to buy whatever he can get his hands on. And yeah. so, we are working overtime, profusely. I mean, everybody here is just worn out. I mean, to the Hundred million percent um just because i mean everybody understands i mean we we have a lot of customers here a huge huge customer base here and for good reason but it's just you know we don't want to have to say no (laughs) you know to say no to that many people is it's hard um because right now there's more freight than there ever has been yeah and so you know you understand the the pain that everybody's going through right now. And we're, we're going through it too. So got go, you,
1: got you. Well, you let's know. rewind a little bit real quick just to kind of give people, you know, understanding of who you are and yeah. how you kind of got into the industry. Talk about okay. how you got into selling trucks to begin with. Oh my goodness. Um,
0: <laughs> I'm not going to give the whole story yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's a really kind of a funny story. Okay. But, um, and, was if, the funniest and if he's part. watching, I'll send this to him. <laughs> no, um, my husband actually interviewed for a trucking job. Okay, um, This was back um, long ago. And I I had sold electronics for 13 years for a company that kind of closed down and they wanted me to go into management. Um, Didn't want to. Um, I love sales. I love just being kind of at the forefront of of what's going on with a business, not behind the scenes. Um, So um, anyway, he interviewed for this job and uh, he called me from the car and said, Courtney, I just interviewed for a job that I think you would absolutely love. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what, what are you talking about? Selling trucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't know what an axle was. I didn't know what anything about a truck was. Didn't know anything about cars. Didn't know any of that at that time. Right. Um, and when but, is this? This, anyway, is this is what year now? This was um, I've been selling trucks twenty three years. Twenty three years, Yes. Yeah, wow, so so this is
1: like 90 something. Something.
0: <laughs> <Long> <laughs> 90, ninety something. long ago. Ninety Long ago. Right, right, right. No, but um, anyway, so I, you know, I reached out to this guy and I was like, "What am I going to lose?" And you know, I went and talked to this guy, and um, he, he, we went back and forth. He made me take some tests, and he um, then he called me back and said, "You didn't get the job." Mm. And uh, I got angry, <laughs> so, you know, I, I never had somebody not, you know, tell me that you're not going to fit for this job. Right, right, so right. I took that to heart, left there. He, he had mentioned some names in this interview and uh, he had no idea I was going to reach out to those people. Oh, wow. Out,
1: you you used went around him. <laughs> yeah. I reached
0: out to all those people. Yeah. Um, really delved into the industry, found out, you know, what these people were making. Uh, I found out just a lot more about the industry and uh, called him back. And uh, <laughs> we literally he brought me back again after I talked to him again. And then we sat in his office and this is kind of the funny part about it. We we were literally argued for about an hour. <laughs> he was like, you can't do this. I'm like, yes, I can. If I've done this, you know, we just, we just went back and forth for an hour. Right. And uh, I said, you know what? This is going to be the worst decision you've ever made. Wow. And I stood up, got ready to walk out. And he said, hold on a minute. He said, if you can do what you just did, you can sell trucks. There you go. There <laughs> so, you go. That was 23 years ago. Wow. So, and he's, uh, he's still in the business and, uh, just, um, awesome, awesome guy who hired me and just really invested in me and um, taught me a lot about the business without making me feel like I didn't know. You Got know? You. He knew that I could sell stuff. Um, he just didn't know I could sell trucks. So. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> here, here we are now. So I, I'm really thankful for him. I always go back to people that, that gave you that chance and, uh, you know, listened to you, at least gave you a, a, an ear, you know, right. and um, I, I have loved every minute of it. No I mean, doubt. It's a complete industry that you wouldn't think at the time there were no women doing this and not many salespeople still to this day, very few. Um, but you just, you know, I think you can sell anything if you just set your mind to it. <laughs> right. Right. No, <laughs> you know? you, you're right. And if you, if you uh-huh. love it, you have yeah. a passion for it, yeah. you
1: know, and you're good with people and all that exactly. kind of stuff. You, exactly. That's beautiful. All right. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's talk trucks, right? Okay. Take, take me through the, the select, uh, experience right I'm, 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 a, I'm a new investor okay. i'm coming into this business mm-hmm. you know i'm just getting started right right what what if, if you had to put it in a framework mm-hmm. what are the things that i should be thinking about like if there's four pillars of you know what you should think about when uh-huh. you're purchasing the truck what would you say that you know not have before but yeah, you know yeah. what would you say are those things you think about before they come see courtney uh,
0: absolutely the number one thing is is why do you want to come see courtney i mean i think the biggest, biggest thing I can say is it's not, I mean, I have a team here that is just absolutely amazing. We have probably one of the, the top computer techs in the state of Georgia here, back here. We have just just so much knowledge, and and that's what I'd say would be the number one thing, is where you purchase your truck, there's so much, and we're going to talk about all of this, yeah. but um, is just, it, it can make or break what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, I'm very, very open and tell people, there's been so many people that come in my office and we have a conversation. And I, and by the way, that's probably one of the, the best things about what I do is hearing these stories daily. Um, and hearing these stories, you know, you, you've got to take heart that this person put their livelihood in your hands. Right. And so you you've got to, there's been many times where I've told them they're not ready to get a truck. Mm. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, you need to do this, 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 and this. And you come back and see me. And let's, at that time, we'll be ready. I think that's kind of unprecedented when, when you have a dealership that's going to tell people not to buy a truck. You know? right, right. Because if you don't do it right the first time, you you will absolutely not succeed in this business. Got
1: you. Um, Let, let's, let's stop there. Okay. When they're not ready, what are some of those things that Hey, right, you're not ready yet. What are some of those N- things that you see? The number
0: one thing is, you know, if you didn't have enough down payment, you think, oh, I'll just go do a, a lease program. I'll just do, go to a buy here, pay here place. Okay. Yeah. That's going to get you in a truck, but it's not going to get you in a truck that's going to keep you in business. Um, one of the, th- the biggest things is, and, and we can go into detail of that is, you know, we spend close to seven to $12,000 per truck here. I don't say that lightly. I mean, we, it it, it amazes me sometimes because I'm the one who sees these bills. Um, You know, it could be a truck that we spend 5,000 on or we can spend 18,000 on. Um, Right before when you drove up, I said, I have a bunch of red folders on my floor. All my customers have been here, have seen them on the floor. That's all my deals and they're getting ready to go. Okay. And in each of those folders, I put all the shop invoices. I had no idea who was who and which one was which. And I saw you drive up. I said, let me pull one of these. So I'll I'll show him when we get to talking. Right. Which is one I've just pulled. It was $18,000. Wow. So that was just a random invoice that I just pulled. And that's, that's the difference here. Mm. Most places are going to inspect a truck and then somebody I know, because I've done that before in a management position in the first place I was hired, um, to, fix this don't fix this fix this and you're you're told what not to fix here we fix everything um everything i mean it's <laughs> our manager doesn't sign off on not fixing anything wow so when when you're talking 18,000 on a on a truck it, nobody does that wow nobody yeah. i mean it, not even in the really the select truck network i mean it, it's that's a choice that you make as a dealership that's a choice you make as management here, which I highly respect the management here for doing that. I mean, they could be no, 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 no. It makes my job easier. It makes my customer's job to know that when I look at you, I'm going to say we fixed everything on this truck right, right. If, and go to home and go to bed at night and right. that's true. Right. And so that would be the number one thing. Um, just where you buy your truck knowing yeah. that if, if somebody referred you here, that person probably already knows that. Yeah. Um, so very, very important on on that when you're when you're talking about just you know lease programs and and dealerships on a dirt lot somewhere, be be very careful. Yeah. I mean, this is this stuff on these new trucks, talking about computer chips and that kind of thing. You're talking expensive repairs now, you know, um, one of the biggest ones that I do want to talk about, um and this is where computer chips and all this comes into play. Um, and one of the things that we do here that stands out, Nobody does this, um, and I found that out by tech, trying to take some of the programs that I do on national levels and call in management, call in salespeople and say, well, this is this is what I want you to do with my customer there. Well, I'm going to send them to you. Well, we don't do that. What are you talking about? Um, one of those things is replacing the DPF filters, um, replacing the DEF filters. Um, we're talking thousands of dollars, three to $4,000 that we're doing here that we're paying for. The customers right. not paying for that. Right. These are programs that I've advocated for with corporate, where we pay half, corporate Freightliner pays half, and we put a brand new DPF filter. If, if you guys don't know what a DPF filter is and you're just getting in this business, it's the most important thing in that truck. Mm. When everything changed over with all the emissions and all this after treatment. And I don't want to use words that nobody understands, but um, it, it changed our entire industry. Um, we we have a room down the hall here where we take people down there and show them what these components look like so they understand what a dirty one looks like. Right. That's what most dealerships leave in that truck. Right. If they clean up the outside. It's going to look real pretty on the outside, but that filter leaves most places about 80 to 90% full of ash, mm. um, which used to go back out into the environment. Um, now it goes back in that filter. What we do is take it out, throw it in the trash. Um, that's where the warranty comes into play there because it's, it's linked to that warranty, that Freightliner factory back warranty. So that one thing, changing those things and making sure all these components work correctly I mean, if you don't do those things and have a per se a one box failure, that one box holds all this new emission stuff that can be up to 15 to 20 grand, one repair. And so you, you've got to do your homework right now. You, you, This is not a just, let me just jump into this. You you have to trust who you're working with. right? And, and you need to know the questions to ask. Um, you know asking those questions do y'all replace the dpf filter do y'all do an scr test i don't want to start all this different <laughs> thing you know, like what is she talking about but there's different tests they do for detroit and they do for cummins um they're extremely extremely important tests that give you you know what these readings are for the emission systems um it, getting the ash count we actually print out a, a reading that will show what the ash count is we give that to all our customers At this point, now that we're replacing the DPF filters, we don't even have to do that. Right. Um, So, it's imperative, 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 just to to know the truck, know the right questions to ask, and um, you know, because a lot of people, do you have a black truck? Do you have a red truck? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like. Yeah, like, hold Those, on. Yeah, no. I I mean, seriously, you just you want. <laughs> it's
1: not a bag of M's. You know, and I
0: don't want to. You know, understand? Because yeah, I'm yeah, a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, want, want, their I want a red shirt. We, I get want a black shirt we get right it. get it.
1: Yeah. But gotta match the sneakers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It happens. It does happen a lot. Um, so I try to respectfully just bring them back in a professional way to, to the importance of this decision that they're making. And, <laughs> and I don't take it lightly. No, nah, I got um, you.
1: Does, does the customer have visibility on all those repairs that you guys are making? They see the absolutely. that. Absolutely. That's which, what's
0: in my red folder. Um, that's another thing. Uh, you know, we tell people, I, and I've gotten to so many sales by telling people that. You know, well, Corny, I'm, I'm looking at a truck here and I'm looking at a truck there. I'm like, okay, do me a favor go back there and ask them to print out everything they've done to that truck that you're looking at. And then call me. Right. And it, it has closed so many deals. I can't even tell you because they're not providing, you know, when you're looking at here, here's $18,000 on this truck. You I know, see it. That was, it was the date on this. Let's just give you the date. Um, <laughs> this was finished. Well, that was when it went in the shop. So you're looking at a truck that was, it's, it hasn't even gone out. So it's getting ready to be delivered, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and you're looking at, um, you know, $18,000. Oh, and so Put it,
1: afterwards, this after is, the truck was acquired.
0: this is what goes in every folder. Now, I'm not saying $18,000 on every truck, right. but you're looking at one might be 5,000, one might be seven, one, but you know, but the point is the inspection is the sh- is the same. Yeah. This is the, um, the <laughs> inspection that we do. We a, brought
1: receipts. Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: Lord! <laughs> well, I mean, and you're you're gonna see this when yeah. you when you get a truck here. That's I, I say my red folder. It's kind of become the infamous red folder okay. because I mean that's what it is full of. It's full of just information, things that I've collected over the years that I thought were important. Not just shop invoices, but things I think that could be helpful to customers or, you know, the intervals when you need to do things to that truck. Right. Um, but this is something the customer actually never sees. Um, this is when I say where this money comes from. We have one guy, his name is Carlton. I'll give a shout out to him. Um, very, very meticulous, meticulous person. Um, he spends an entire day going through each truck. And what he does is this 128 um, inspection, and it's 148 if you're talking about a uh, like a box truck or something like that. But right. But what he does is goes through this. He's looking for every single thing that he can find wrong on that truck. Um, it, 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 I mean, he is just takes his time. He does not rush anything. That's so. When people are calling me and saying, you know, when's my truck ready? I'm just like, it's going to be ready when I call you, right? Because, and I, t- I try to tell people from the beginning is just you know be respectful to those guys. I don't. I mean, everybody's got got loads. They got to do this, and our industry is so fast moving and so. Everything about it is, is move, 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 but you don't want to move that process. You, you want them to take their time. You want them to find everything that they can. You want them to fix everything they can. Another thing that is hindering that process right now is obviously parts availability, not just computers and chips and I'm talking everything. Um, I had a customer call me this week. Um, Mr. Nash, he's been one of my customers for probably five or six years, um, just, you know, almost in tears. I mean, because he's got a truck down with a one box um, that the the warranty is covering um, because it's on a truck that he bought for me last year, but it's on back order. And mm. so he, he's been down just weeks and weeks and it's, you know, he was okay. But it's those kind of things that just, um, you know, are going to take time back here. Because when we're doing the inspections, we find, obviously, $18,000 worth of stuff, you got a lot of parts there that, are, that need right. to be ordered. So, right. so you know, I've just been asking everybody, just be patient with the process. All this is unprecedented. And, um, you know, I come in every day, just say a little prayer and just, you know, <laughs> like, okay, let me let me stay positive because I've gotta be the one who's given this news. And um, I know it's gonna turn around. I've been through every up and down you can imagine in this industry in 23 years. Um, when we just had nine eleven, when that happened, I mean, this industry went insanity then, yeah. um, you know, everybody was scared to even be near a truck, right. you know? So it was, you know, I've seen just everything. And so, uh, you know, I'm going to be positive that this is going to turn around and we're going to get right back to what we need to be doing, which is, um, moving trucks out of here. No doubt. So, no doubt.
1: Yeah. Let, let Let's get back to our pillars. So we talked okay. about yeah. basically where you find your truck, right? There you go. So let, let, let's start. We have that. That's one, Okay. right? Your success starts here. That's, that's the slogan. Right. So those are the next, the next pillar for that success. Right.
0: Well, I mean, I can go from here and then I can go to me. Okay. Um, what, what I bring to, to this whole process is not just Me, I take it very, very seriously what I do because it is someone's livelihood. It is so different than let me just go buy a red car. You know, you're yay, I'm out here, I'm taking pictures on social media of my red car. Right. No, you've got to bring in money for your family. You've got to, this could be multiple families' income into this. And so what I do is I take. Before ninety percent of the time, I don't even walk out to the lot. Okay, I mean, I really don't. I mean, everybody here will tell you that um, because I want to hear the story. I want to get every bit of that story so that I can make sure that I'm providing the right thing for your family. You know, so really, it's it's the every every day I come in here, I'm learning something different, and I and I bring that information and that knowledge to my customers. And so when you're talking twenty three years of information and learning and just talking to customers and just, you know, management here, just the knowledge they have. I mean, it just, it takes your process to another level. It really, really does. Um, especially when you're talking about something of this magnitude, this is a big item. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Um, you know and and i better know what the heck i'm talking about um unlike when i first started back when i didn't know what an axle is <laughs> um, now i could tell you everything about this truck i mean yeah i don't know the semantics of what you know they know back in the shop no i'm not trained to do that but i know what i need to know to put somebody in a, in a truck that is going to make sense for what they're going to be doing yeah um you got you've got you really do got to know that kind of stuff you got to know gear ratios and, and why this would haul this and what, wait a minute that's not the right truck for you it might be you know so um you don't want to find somebody who's just trying to sell you a truck you want to you want to find somebody that really wants to help you help your business my, my main thing is this is i want you to buy a truck but i want you to come back and continue buying from me for right years and years and years and that's really where 90% of my business is right now is on repeats and referrals. Um, and there's a reason for that because they got a good product. They felt like they were treated correctly. And, you know, I treat, I say this all the time, is I, this is my family. The, all these customers are my family. I mean, I'm serious. I spend yeah. more time here as we all do, <laughs> you know, with, you're spending time with your team here, you right. know, not, not at home with your family. So, right. you know, we just yeah just know that i'm going to treat you like i would my family and i you. do um every customer that i've sold a truck to in 23 years has got a birthday card for me every, every year <laughs> every year no doubt no. no doubt no doubt and um i just had a call this week matter of fact um this is really a cool call matter of fact i put it on the back of my door i'll show it so okay. yeah, i put his okay. name because it was a message okay and i tagged it to the back of my door in there because I thought it was so cool that this, this guy bought a truck for me 20 years ago. Okay. Literally, I pulled his file because I couldn't remember when he bought a truck. And he pulled the, I pulled the file. I'm like, 2000 what? <laughs> I, was like, it was I was like, oh, my gosh. But he wasn't calling me to buy anything. He called me. I thought this was so, such a cool time and for something to talk about with you because yeah. I went home and told my husband about it. And um, it, it was just so cool because he called me just to tell me, Courtney, I just want to tell you, thank you, because I bought my first truck from you 20 years ago. And he's got a fleet now. Yeah. And he said, I just want to tell you, thank you. Right. You know, and I thought, who does that? <laughs> you know, who does That's that? really cool. You know, and we ended up talking on the phone for like, cause I didn't get the message. So I started calling, it was late at night calling him back. And we ended up talking for like an hour on the phone, just about his family and what my family was doing. And just, it was like, I was talking to an old friend, yeah. you know? So I, I would say that. Just so it, sure it, it's, I'm, it's
1: important to kind of get the details of, the business, right? Like what what, what, the, what their plans are for the truck. So, oh, yeah. so you guys kind of go through like what your business model is and, and do you find people yeah. come prepared with that stuff? Or a, a lot of times they're just yeah. like, I'm going to get a truck and I'll figure that out, that part out later.
0: Well, I mean, it, we have so many, uh, such an array of yeah. customers, such an array of customers. I mean, one day you're dealing with, you know, Coca-Cola and the next day you're dealing with, dealing with a farmer, you know? Right. So, and it, it's such a different array of customers. So right. with that said, that's where those stories come into play Yeah. and and knowing how to maneuver those stories in the correct direction, you know? So, um, I don't know if that answered that question but it, or not. It, it, it but. does. <laughs> it does. And we
1: can go a little bit deeper into it. So mm-hmm. like, for example, let's say I'm, I'm coming in, I'm a new investor and I want to, you know, I'm, I want to start an over the road operation. Yep. Like typically a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. new people get into this industry. Yeah. Um, what kind of trucks do you refer? Like what, what, right. what are, is, is there a preference in, 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 in style, make, model? Can you talk a little bit about no, that? Uh,
0: that's a great question. I mean, obviously, I mean, select trucks, we're the used truck division of Freightliner. So, I mean, I've sold Freightliners my, almost my whole career. So, but you know, our buyers are always searching for other, you know, good deals on trucks. And, and when I say good deals, that's another thing to be extremely cautious of. We, we turn down so much inventory, you know, or, or why we don't, this area, they have rusty trucks or this or that, you know, some places may just buy that stuff and cover it up. You know, um, we're very, very cautious, know how to how to buy trucks. Um, so with, with investors, and we're getting so many investors right now coming into that, and that's really a huge portion of my, my business right now. And so when they're coming in, I'm making sure it's a truck that we can do Freightliner warranty on, if we have Freightliner inventory, right. you know, normally we would always have Freightliner inventory. A little bit tricky to answer that question right now, because we're just bringing in inventory, right? Know, international's Kenworth. Now we're very, even still cautious with that, um, because say we're going to bring in an international, where well, we're going to make sure it's an international with a Cummins. Um, international has had some bad reps with some other engines that they've had. And, you know, it's just been really, really bad situations. And so you know, if we know those things, we're going to bring in inventory that's that's going to make more sense to the customer and, you know, with less issues and problems. Um, so what we've had to do is bring in some other warranties, you know, bring in what is the best warranty that's not a Freightliner warranty? Um, what would be the next one in line? And so we would, you know, we're trying to kind of, get back to those partnerships again and, and bring those back to the table because we had to, you can't sell a Freightliner warranty on a Mack truck, you know, or right, whatever, right, so, right, right. Um, but when things get back to normal, without a doubt, without a doubt, it's gonna be a Freightliner with a Detroit, with, you know, that that's the, if you're looking at every fleet in the country, that's what they're running, <laughs> Right. you know, I always tell people, don't listen to me, you know, <laughs> listen to J.B. Hunt, that's the largest fleet in the country. What are they running? Why are they running that? They're running it because of parts availability. They're running it because, you know, the warranty is, is you can, there's more Freightliner places. There's over 800 places that you can get a truck worked on with Freightliner. That's how many dealerships are out there. Yeah. You don't have to go two states over to get a windshield wiper, you know? So, I mean, those things, when you're running a thousand trucks, you know, that, that second, that day you're down, all those things cost money. So they're looking for the biggest network which is, which leads me into my next thing Mm -hmm. is, is the Freightliner network is absolutely crucial to what we do here. Um, it is a huge, huge operation, huge, huge in every realm. The second that warranty goes in the system, the day they buy that truck, it's all over the country. It's a national coverage that goes in where all they have to do is pull up the last six of that VIN. boom, your trucks, you know, being worked on. So, you know, those network things have just really changed the whole industry in the sense of why Freightliner has remained number one. It's remained number one for many, many years. If you're looking at a pie chart, you're going to see three-fourths of it, you know, Freightliner, and then you got a little international Kenworth, Peterbilt, you know, over here. Um, I mean, we still sell those. They're not saying they're bad trucks, but if you're looking from a business standpoint, which most people starting a business, entrepreneurs coming here, trying trying to get a second stream of income. You want something that is going to be a business investment. Mm. And a Freightliner is exactly that. Yeah. I mean, so now right now we have been bringing in just all kinds of stuff and, and because people just need trucks. So, you know, that's, we're just kind of maneuvering through that daily. But yeah, if I was going to say, you know, what I would, suggest to people, it would be that, uh, definitely a Freightliner there with a Freightliner warranty. That's another thing I just wanted to touch on because yeah. I was actually
1: going to ask that next. Yeah. What does that Freightliner warranty cover? I mean, and that's, cover?
0: that's, that's one of the, I would say really one of these pillars you're talking about because okay. that right there is going to make or break your business. Um, so many places will do this and it's, and it's, it just actually just enrages me because they'll just sell a truck and just say, Oh, it comes with warranty. You don't know that. You don't know what warranty is or not, or you just kind of go with what the salesperson says and you can't, you've got to, if you have any conscious in any way being in your body, you've got to be able to tell this customer what they have and what they don't have. So with Freightliner warranty, To me, the biggest, biggest thing is it's number one, it's a Freightliner factory backed warranty. It's not a outside company that's really out there to make money. This is a people that made the truck are backing their truck. Right. And so there's certain things like these certifications, um, the outside source warranties. People don't know this, but most of those warranties, you don't have to do anything to you. It's basically what I've always called in in my career is a slap on warranty. Where they will just okay, you know, here's the paperwork. And you got a warranty with Freightliner warranty. You have to do these inspections. You have to take pictures. You have to. There's an immense amount of things before we can even sell that warranty. Mm. So, you know, with the um, this is the key thing um, when you get the emissions warranty. There's three. There's three levels of coverage. There's your base warranty. That's like your engine, trans, and rear. That's your 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 bulk of that truck then you have what's called select extra that covers like your turbo injectors fuel pump water pump really more of the pricier stuff on that truck but the main important one is the after treatment after treatment and emissions that's where you get into this dpf filter all this new sensors on these trucks and that one box that will make or break you Mm. And When you get that Freightliner warranty and that after treatment, that is when we replace that DPF filter. And you're talking $35,000 to $4,000 that we pay, you don't. You drive out of here with a, If if, literally if I could walk down the hall and grab it and show it to you guys, (laughs) I would because we we have a dirty one down the hall that I showed just about to everybody. Okay. And it it looks like a sick lung, you know, by 80, 90% full of imagine ash that's been just pressed and pressed and pressed in there. And what most dealerships do, is say, oh, we'll clean it for you. Well, they take it out. We have that machine, because that's what we did before we started replacing them, Right, is you put it in there, you bake it, spin it, blow it, and put it back in the truck. Gets the ash count down to about 50%, makes the customer feel happy. You clean their DPF filter. Um, what I call that is just slapping a Band-Aid on something. Right. Um, we take it to a whole nother level here. Like I was saying, advocating for this program, most even a lot of the select dealerships don't even do this. Um, we, me, whoever you want to say, yeah. I, I was like, if we do this one program, it will change our entire clientele here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, before that we were getting customers, it's calling, everybody's mad at everybody because of this new system. When we changed that one thing, it ended it. Mm. Instantly, I mean, because everything in that truck runs better with that one change. Nobody wants to do it because it's so expensive but uh, we chose to do it yeah. and, and we've been continuously doing it. And I think it changed, you know, everything about how we sell trucks here. You know so I mean?
1: so that, this is an additional warranty that you put on top of yep. the, the Freightliner warranty. No, uh, it's part of it. It's a There's part three of it. levels of it. Oh, okay. Know? Got and you.
0: When I, here's kind of how I do it. When I submit a deal, I always submit it with the most warranty that truck qualifies for. Okay. Um, whether it and that's based on miles, okay. whether it's uh, one year, two year, whatever it is, I'm going to put the most it can. Then when I get the approval back, Then we're gonna sit down and have this conversation about warranties. Um, And we're gonna go into detail based on their budget, how it affects that payment. If that, you know, you might can get a little bit less payment with that one year, but do you wanna risk it? Pay a little bit more make sure you have this coverage for a whole nother year. Right. So sometimes we even get qualified for three and four years. It just depends on the truck. Um, So we just, we have those conversations. Right. We make sure I have the conversation when we're in closing. Um, my finance manager goes over it all again with this, this customer is probably going to have three to four to five conversations about warranty. It's not just you want warranty, right? you know, no, you're going to have a very, very clear knowledge of what you're going to have and what you're not going to have, because it's that important.
1: What are some of the other things that goes into that conversation when you're talking mm -hmm. warranty aside from miles that, that determines whether you can qualify since we're talking kind of Mm -hmm. about that. What are some of the things that you have to look at in the truck to see how much warranty somebody could qualify for well re-
0: really that's only it i mean the, as far as the miles yeah uh, um sometimes it will cut off on year make um if you have some kind of crazy fleet that you know didn't have low miles but it had the year make that worked um so yeah sometimes you can squeeze a truck in somewhere that might not have fit but i mean usually most fleets um, And i kind of give you the and this is kind of what's changing right now, too. This is one of the things that's going to change our entire industry, really, in a huge, huge way, is you've got, um, historically, most trucks and most bigger fleets in the country have all traded out of their trucks from, you know, 450 to 550 That's when the warranty was up. That's when, you know, that sometimes they'll go a little bit past that, and they're trying to do the trade-in and that kind of thing. Well, now, all those big fleets in the country, every one of them, are still driving their trucks that they should have (laughs) traded to me eight, nine months ago. Right. So you're talking mileages. When they start trading those trucks back in now, you're talking 650 to 750. That's interesting. That is going to be the new mileage that Courtney is going to have to explain when they're going, doesn't that sound like high miles? No, that's the new norm. Right. That is where uh, the most important part of this whole conversation really comes into play because when you talk about the mileages that are gonna start rolling in here, you better buy it from somebody who does this kind of stuff. If you're buying it from somebody who is just gonna do a DOT, a DOT is, if you don't know, is bare, bare minimum. It's what you what you do just to put a truck on the road. Right? Do the windshield wipers work? Do the lights work? Do the, you know, just very, very minimal. Um, so if you're talking 650 to 750, you're talking this inspection better be very thorough. It better be at a dealership that's willing to spend that kind of money right. and can spend that kind of money. Or if not, you are.
1: Yeah. You know yes. so. No, for sure, for mm-hmm. sure. So so prior to I guess like this environment, did you guys have like a threshold on miles that you would actually like the purchasing department yes, would buy? Yes, absolutely.
0: With Freightliner warranty, you cannot put a Freightliner warranty on a truck over 650 so that that's all kind of in the works right now and here's another thing this this is another thing that's been extremely important right now with all the diverse inventory that we've been bringing in because we're bringing in the internationals the Kenworth stuff that we've never had before and we're still doing the full trade term that we would do on a freight liner on these other products right so And and they don't even, you know, qualify for this warranty. But he's still doing that inspection on those coverages. So, um, you know, on those trucks. So that we've had to... Change about how they do things in the back. You know, they didn't know. Oh, wait a minute! On the international, you might have to check this. That the freight liners don't have that, or this, or that. Um, so we've had to accommodate a lot of things to make all this, but still do our same inspections, still that we would do on a freight liner truck because we still want to be putting out that product that we've put out with Freightliners. And so we've had to really step up our game and learn. And, you know, especially for me, I mean, I've had to really spend extra time learning new products. You know, I've sold every kind of truck there is, but do I sell them on a regular basis? You know, with Freightliner, each new year when that truck comes in, that's when we're learning the new, oh, wait, oh yeah, this is new on this truck from didn't have it last year. And this one's a little more aerodynamic, you know, so there's new things every year, but when you bring a whole new product into it right you you've got to up your game so that you know what you're talking about
1: are, are your thresholds the same on those like other products like international and so forth like
0: that's the thing with those outside source warranties they can go up to like 950 uh, the reason they can do that is because they don't do this uh, so it's basically we go right back to the slap on warranty but Um, So, you know, Freightliner right now is in that kind of sweet spot of trying to figure out what are we going to do when all these new trucks start coming in that are going to be over 650. Um, If and when they they do, you know, we don't really know where that mileage is going to be and how that's, you know, the warranties are going to have to tweak things and... Every day. Something different. <laughs> Some different. every day. Well, what
1: do those other warranties cover? Like do they yeah. can you talk about that?
0: Um well, I mean you're getting into a lot of I mean, yeah. it's still they're still gonna carry engine trans and rear. Um a lot of the same stuff is for, don't cover the one box. Um you know, your water pump, your turbo there they have coverages that cover that stuff. Yeah. But it's, here's the biggest, biggest difference, and this is probably one of the things. Write this down. If I, any, remember anything I said, remember this. Okay. Um, Freightliner warranty does not have aggregate limits, which means if your turbo blows, we're going to pay $3,700. We're going to pay the full amount. On any of these other outside warranties, there are limits. We'll pay up to $800 of that $3,700 repair, or we'll pay up to... Two thousand of that four thousand dollar repair, so it's all these limits based on what the repair is, and so you really don't know until your truck goes in what you're going to pay.
1: Mm-hmm. With a Freightliner
0: warranty, you're not going to pay anything. It's going to be covered. Period. It's in the system. There's no gray areas. It's if and this is what it is. Right. And so it really, really makes those warranties stand stand you know apart. But um, you know I. Right now, I mean, I have to be honest, I'm having to sell some of these other warranties. So I'm pulling out what I try to do with every aspect of what I do, find the positives, you know, what, you know, because there's a lot of outside source warranties. Which one do you want to use if you've got to sell one? Yeah. You know, so that's really what we're doing right now. Is
1: there anything that you would advise anybody if they're just purchasing a truck? Let's say they're not at Select, but Mm -hmm. what do you definitely want to look for in a warranty for sure? Like if there's Three things you want to make sure the warranty has, Time. what would they be?
0: After treatment. Yeah. A lot of people will, even they put it in ads, will just say comes, you know, comes with. That may be just the remaining manufacturer's warranty where the, where the real warranty fell off, but it has a little bit of this, you know, manufacturer's left that was just basic components. Like you have to really read between the fine lines because that warranty is really nothing, you know, and so making sure that it does, you know, it's not just something that was remaining, you know, and that's, you're talking about a 2020 truck that's got a lot of the actual remaining coverage on there, but the after treatment, number one, by far number one, if you don't, you know, write that word down. Can you explain exactly what
1: after treatment means for anybody that doesn't understand that?
0: And that's kind of what we've been talking about with that DPF filter. That that one box, DPF filter, DEF, all those are encompassing what we're talking about. After treatment, for years and years and years, when y'all would see these trucks driving down the road, and you would see an exhaust pipe with all that going out the out into the environment, they shut that completely off. Um, 2007, 2008. Um, there was pres- there was about five different steps to this process. It was absolutely huge. Changed everything about our business. Um, Caterpillar, who I know everybody's probably heard of, completely got out of the business. Um, there were mandates that had to be put in place um, by the government on certain dates where Detroit, Cat, and Cummins, the three major engine makes for trucks, had to have an engine that passed for the emissions. Cat couldn't come up with one. Um, you had International that had had big issues with one that they came out with. Um, then Detroit and Cummins did pass those, you know, so they've got an engine in there, but it was still a lot of bugs that had to be worked out. So those years of that, oh my gosh, it was, it was the toughest years of my career. I mean, Mm. it just, people screaming at you, people that had bought trucks, but they're all on the side of the road. There was just so many steps to this process of getting the environment and getting this on these trucks, this exhaust, to go back into the truck. And that's what the DPF filter is. Right. It's about this big around, about this deep. Um, the newer trucks have two small ones, but everything that is about those filters is to take all that exhaust back into the truck. So you can imagine all that going back into the truck is going to be a lot <laughs> on the truck. Yeah. And so it's going to affect everything in that truck, and it did, and it horribly. Right. And so with that said, that's what the after treatment is. It is, how are you gonna treat all of this soot that right. is coming back into this truck? Where's it Where is it gonna go? Where are you gonna put it and how's it gonna be maintained within this truck? Mm. And so, oh my goodness, it, it, it has been, as of now, uh, as of today, you know, it is a great system. They've got it figured out. Um, when we chose to do this DPF program, it com- completely just made everything run better. Um, everything can breathe better. Everything that just, you know, just I always tell people just think of a sick lung because that is the best way to think of it. You right. cannot function properly unless you can breathe. And gotcha. it is causing everything. So it just, you know, it's like, brings back new life to that truck when you just throw the old one out and replace it. And so, uh, hopefully that answered. Yeah, question. no, it does. Um, so
1: after treatment, guys, remember, remember that. No.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: Let's talk about financing. Okay. Let's talk about the money, mm-hmm. right? Everybody, obviously, it costs money to buy a truck. <laughs> yeah. Can you talk about some of the the financing mm-hmm. options that people have, and okay. before you buy a truck, if you want to look at your finances for yourself to know if you're ready, what type of things do you right. need to kind of see?
0: A um, bunch of different ways to answer this question because right now, um, so many people are jumping into the business that are completely you know, not knowledgeable, um, maybe don't know. There's some great class, um, classes out there that can teach you good energy worldwide is the one that you can go to a portal, learn how to do the trucking business and do it right. Right. Um, when, you know, when someone comes in here with, with that background, okay, they're ready to get a truck. Um, keep in mind, historically, no one has ever financed startup investors. They never have, they never will. Um, what we did was really, really uh, go deeper, deeper into this as far as trying to find somebody that would work with investors that really did have the knowledge, right. that had really taken the time to learn and, and get some education and and had to really sell that to some in finance companies. And so once we had some of those in place, I've started, we did a few and then we did more. And then what really helped keep this going was the percentage of failure rates were so low uh, because they did have the knowledge Mm -hmm. and they had the right people. They had a community that was helping them. Um, They were in the right place. They had the right vendors. They had right people that could be trusted. And so that has really, really helped. Um, As far as just your standard you know, customers that I've had, I have tons of FedEx customers, tons of Landstar customers, um, you know, just so many different arrays of customers that we here have financing for all of that. We have your standard sources you know, that are your banks. We have um, Daimler Truck Financial is probably the largest they are part owner in, in our company. Um, they are who most of our you know, standard good deals will go to. Um, great interest rates. Just main thing that they're looking for or is this, is what have you financed and how you paid on it? Mm. I don't care if it's a car, a home, a boat, a motorcycle. They they will never be the first ones to finance you. That's mm. the best thing I could tell people. So if mm. somebody comes in, they were like, I got a few credit cards. That's not going to work. Um, so
1: does this credit, credit score come into play? <laughs>
0: Yes and no, but okay. not really. Okay. That, that's a great question because everybody always asks that. And, and the best way to answer that in a, on a truck, sometimes in a car, yes. Okay. With a truck, we're looking for a whole story. We're looking of, if it is a driver, they have to be driving at least two years. Um, it's a, if it's a company, an investor startup, We need to know what you have been doing you know and how long you've been doing it and if you have other companies that we could piggyback on a lot of people don't realize that i mean i have many other finance sources that i could get somebody who's a startup company that i might have to go to a secondary source but oh wait a minute they've got this dry cleaning service they've had for three years over here let me piggyback on that Hmm. because that that takes it into a a regular finance source, lower rates, lower down payments, you know? So um, I've just brought on a couple of new members of my team and they are awesome um, for basically just doing like a soft pull and seeing and having those conversations and pulling out information that we might just shot a credit app through and got turned down. But wait a minute, there's this and this and this. So honestly, that's my job. My my job is to get the stories, um, teach my team members, how to get the stories, um, and, and just get this whole, it's just not about, and, and one thing I would say about credit score, because people do ask that all the time. Well, my credit score is 700 or whatever. <laughs> people don't realize you can have a high credit score, but it maybe only finance one thing, which made that score high. Right. What we're looking for is, and whole, a whole picture of debt-to-income ratio, the driver's how, how long have you been in this business? How long have you been at your job? How long, you know, um, do you have another family member that might, you know, my job is to pull out every aspect of that deal so that we can get the best deal. Right. Um, and that's when everybody's like, Courtney's calling people back at 10 o'clock at night. That's, <laughs> you know, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm up here just logistically trying to piece deals and piece, slowly pieces of the puzzle on every one of these deals instead of just shooting credit outs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that, that just doesn't, it doesn't get the right deal. It doesn't get a good deal. It just is paper pushing. Yeah. So I'm really trying to sell stories to finance companies
1: that's that's interesting so it's mm-hmm. not like because i think a lot of people think that you're like just checking a box no. it's like do they have this do they have this do they have this you're really like selling a narrative absolutely. to actually convince somebody to absolutely. to have faith in this person's business yeah or their, their vision
0: and i tell people all the time and sometimes it you know it's hard in my office to, to get that out of people sometimes but i'm like if you just be honest with me. Tell me the bad stuff. Yeah, You know, do, because I, I've heard it all. I, yeah. I've got bad, we all got bad stuff. You know, <laughs> right. come on. So just, if they can tell me that, then I know, oh wait, I don't want to waste a pull on his credit to go over here or hers to go over there. Right. Um, if I know the good and the bad of every deal. And right. so that's, to me, that's a good salesperson. If, yeah. if you can if you can get somebody to talk to you. Yeah. Get somebody sure. to give you that information. For because sure. I can't tell you how many times we'd submit a deal. And then we'd see something on there that they didn't tell me about. I'm like, if you just told me this, right, you know, so, right. um, that, like I said, I, I say, that's my job. What, if what, I can do it. What
1: percentage of people do you like have to turn down? Usually, if you had to think about it, like out of every 10 customers you have, mm. how many don't, how many <laughs> don't make it through the credit process?
0: Um, lately because I've got so many just, different creative sources that, that I have put together and we've put together here. I can almost literally get anybody done.
1: Wow. Honestly. Wow.
0: But with that said,
1: big butt. Yeah. There's there's a big one. (laughs) There's a big one.
0: But you know, you've got to right now, you've just got to have some money. I mean, to be honest, you've got, you know, if you, if you're coming to the game with, you know, a couple grand, just, you know, hold off, Save some money. I, I don't want to waste anybody's time, and I try to tell them up that front. It's just because the truck prices are getting pushed up. Right. So it doesn't have anything to do with oh your credit's bad. You got to put down forty thousand dollars. No, truck prices are eighty to ninety thousand. Yeah. What that means is, you know, these these finance companies. Keep in mind they might have historically only financed thirty five thousand because they didn't do startup companies. Um, I've pushed them and we've worked to get them up to 40 to you know 60,000 down now the trucks 100,000. Yeah. Um so all that's going to come back to is okay now this guy's got to come up with more money. Mm. You know so it's it's tough it's tough to have those conversations but we're still selling trucks like crazy but you know I I don't want to just run people's credit yeah. without having those conversations and yeah. yeah you know you've got to have more money right now. Yeah. That you just so, do. so
1: when you say some money, give, give us a number. If, if 20
0: this, to 50 grand.
1: 20 to 50 grand. Yeah. Okay.
0: You know, and and that's with startups. Right. You know, our regular customers that have come in here for years, that have truck credit built up, who bought, you know, six, 10 trucks, whatever those were going to down their truck financial. We're going to, you know, all our sources that we have many, and I can probably get those down at 10% down, you know, just standard regular deals. Um, so there's, there's all kinds of different scenarios yeah. that we have to work through and, um, and figure out on every one of them.
1: Got uh, you. What what's the, what do you think is a major difference between like the, um, the newer people getting into the industry, like f- from your experience, mm-hmm. the, the newer people getting into the industry and the people who are like, they have fleets, like what do they understand that the newer people don't?
0: Okay. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, what are yeah. the,
1: the, the vets in the game? What do they understand about this process that the newer yeah. people might not get yet that they need to learn? because they're going to get to that point at some some right.
0: day. Right. And honestly, that's that's one of the things that I take so heavy on myself because I want to give them all this knowledge <laughs> so that they don't mess up, yeah, you know, yeah. because I mean, I think there's so many people, you know, um, you know, it's myself I can say, well, this I've seen this person fail because of this. I've seen tons of failures, right. you know, tons and tons and tons. Um, but I know why they failed. And i could tell i could tell from the second they walked in my office why they were going to fail mm. my job is to tell them what they need to do if it's their choice to do it or not uh, to wait to do this or that so my job is to be as honest as i can about the the good and the bad about it and because that's what those fleets have learned they have bought one truck and I, i've had many many customers who bought one truck and now own 10 50 trucks or whatever but you can imagine the things that they've learned, you know, and messed up and just how they bought trucks and now they do this or that. Um, so what? that's where that's where a salesperson with knowledge comes into and, yeah. and taking the time. I mean, you've got to, one of the things I tell people are always, like, I can't get in touch with Courtney. I can't get in touch with Courtney. Right. This is why, because I want to have these conversations with people. And so you can't just, you know, get off the phone real quick with people. You've got to be considerate and and really have some kind of care in what you're doing as as a human being and how serious of business this is to have these conversations about what I've learned, what people have learned, and then I'm gonna relay that to you so that you're not just getting thrown out to the wolves. A lot of my customers who come to my office, you're going to see there's a whole um, shelf in there of just business cards. There's probably a hundred in there. Those hundred business cards are not just random. Those are people that I think are going to be able to help my customers, people that I trust, people that I've known for 20 years. My trailer contact in there, I'll shout out to Guy Land over at Utility Trailer Sales. He, He knows his stuff, you know, so these bigger fleets that's what they've learned they've learned all these things where to go where not to go who to talk to you know how to who handles paperwork you know there's a lot of companies Um, financial integrity group is one down in griffin i give that card to every one of my customers um a lot of people starting out might not have that knowledge right the network yeah the network so if i can hand it parts and bits and pieces of my network to my customers it's priceless i mean Mm. these people have helped me and just so many ways just to throw a name on a card to somebody that can help somebody with a 2290 or, or even tell them what is a 2290, (laughs) what is highway use tax? All these things that I, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know how that it took two or three days to get this done because you didn't have this. My job is to help you through those steps that these bigger fleets have done. And so, you know, hopefully I can be a, a piece of that in some kind of way or a place that people can call, um, if they don't have anywhere work, no, you know, gotcha. so, um, I, like I said, hopefully they, I'm answering your questions, but <laughs> so, okay. So, you know, so when
1: you, before you started answering that, you said when they walk into your office, you know, they're going to fit fa- like, yeah, if, if yeah, you, you I know, who, the ones that will fit, fa- yeah. what is that thing? Cause they you didn't answer that. No, no,
0: no. Okay. That's, I'm glad.
1: Thanks for bringing me back. Yeah. Thanks for bringing me back.
0: Cause I would say, because they don't listen. Okay. Um, listening is the hardest thing to do when you are ready to start a business because you are so motivated and you are so focused and you've got all this knowledge, you're ready to put a picture of your truck on social media and tell everybody you're a new business owner. Right. I, I have to take it back down every time and just be so diligent to make sure that all these steps are done and done correctly. And sometimes you can't do that because they don't want to hear it. They just want to go outside and look at trucks. Can mm-hmm. we just go look at trucks? And I've been cut off by customers. Can we just go look at trucks? Can we just go outside? You know? And I'm like, you know, I'm going to be courteous and okay, let's, I'll go walk out there. But I'm going to be doing a lot of talking. <laughs> walking right, right. Because right, right, right. I've got to bring them back down to this is not just, um, about the truck. The truck, truck honestly is the most important part of this whole, whole equation. Um, you've learned all this knowledge. You want to make sure you have the right truck, but, you better better know what you're doing <laughs> just um, right so uh, to answer that in the best way I can it's just when I see somebody that will not um, you know take a hand from somebody you know and let them lead them and they want to lead themselves mm. it can just go off a cliff <laughs> you yeah. know? so yeah. and I, I've learned that in my own life with a lot of things and I, I'm a very hands-on person um, kind of person. Just don't want anybody to tell me how to do stuff. You know, right. and I've had through this career have had to, you know, slow down and and kind of go back and let let people teach me things. Mm. Um, Lynn, uh, one of the guys right next to me here, good old boy, you know, owns a farm. Just been doing this a long time as well. You know, he, he knows every little ins and outs of the trucks. And, and it's, we all feed off each other. We all have, have, completely different qualities in what we do but the 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 warmth and the passion for what we do and the knowledge from each person is going to be just you know just know that half of my knowledge might have came from this person or this person yeah. that, that works here yeah yeah, yeah so it, it's' you know, you just, just listen and, and take heed when, when someone's talking to you that has been doing it for a long time, just like you. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. You could teach me. <laughs> so what,
1: what, what, what was your worst day as a salesperson?
0: Oh God. Um, I can, it's funny. The first incident that came to my mind, um, had a couple that had a horrible, horrible problem with the truck. And this is, this is what, what the customers never see, the customers never experience is what we feel when something goes wrong. And I take it to heart. I mean, I just, it. I don't know if that's a woman thing. I don't know, but you, you know, <laughs> you just, you feel like it is a part of your family, but it was right. a couple, I could see their faces right now when you ask that question. Um, I completely didn't take a call for three days, shut my office in there and spent three days talking to transmission, corporate, I mean, everybody that I could to help this this couple. And because what was happening to them I felt was wrong and I was gonna stop everything in my life to make it right for them. Right. And we, me, uh, three days of work still couldn't get it to where I think they should have been helped. Right, they had
1: a good resolution.
0: And um, the resolution never came to play and You know the customers probably hated me they hated everybody but they never saw how much work and how much care i had into it and i think that's what that it just it breaks my heart you know when i can't help somebody or you know where they didn't have the right warranty where this might have been covered if you would have done this or that or you know and so that was probably the worst it was the worst because it was a very big amount and i think it really really affected their family Mm. and you know and I'll never forget it. it was this a forget. repair
1: that they needed to get done or yeah. something that wasn't yeah. covered? Mm-hmm. Or just, it it yeah. was.
0: Um, but the reason that re- that repair happened, it was kind of one of those gray areas, um, whether the driver caused or dead, that kind of thing. And I truly, truly to this day felt it was not a driver thing. Um, so as a salesperson, I spend a lot of time fighting, fighting, fighting behind the scenes. Nobody ever sees it. Uh, for my customers on yeah. warranty issues. Yeah. Um, well, this is not covered. Well, what about this? What I mean, so that's what I was going to say that a lot of times people can't get in touch with me is because I'm having those conversations or I'm having these, you know, stories or just trying to get the right answer to, to maybe get something covered or, or that kind of thing. So just, you know, you guys keep trying. You'll get, you'll get <laughs> me. No, I'm going to call you. It might be two or three days, but I will get you. But when you do get me, that's the one thing. If you're here and you're talking to me and you can, you took the time to come in here, I don't answer calls, I don't do anything. You are my priority when you're in front of me. If you're closing, these people have spent months to get to that closing time. So I take that very seriously. So when you do get me, you know I'm gonna be talking to you and you only. And so I wanna hear that story. I'm gonna find out what we're doing. Is your truck broke down? I wanna find out why. I'm gonna get up from that conversation. I'm gonna go talk to my shop. I'm gonna be calling somebody. I'm going to be working behind the scenes trying to get it, something resolved and so with that said yeah oh that was a bad <laughs> <one>. no <laughs> it was bad are there
1: things you could do proactively in terms of like documentation or record keeping that will help you when it comes to like warranties that like owners should know
0: well ev- everything um it, r- just, just regular maintenance okay. really for warranty stuff. And it, it really doesn't even matter. You don't have to have it done at a Freightliner. It has to be done, you know, just on a regular basis. So just the fluid changes, the, the regular stuff you would do on your car. Right. Yeah, they definitely, definitely need to know that your kind PMs of stuff. And- if it got to a situation like that couple situation, Um, Those are the questions they're going to ask. I mean, well, did you do this? Not even if it had anything to do with the repair. Right. You know, they just want to know that you're taking care of your truck. Right. So when you pick up a truck here, you know, in in the paperwork, it's going to show you every single thing that we did. Whether, you know, all the fluids are changed here. I mean, filters, everything is done here from day one. We use all synthetic um, fluids. I mean, it's done to the highest level. So, you know, when you drive out of here, Everything's gonna be a clean slate to start, but um, it's up to you from that Mm. point on. And that's one of the things in my red folder is, um, you know, a maintenance schedule for your truck, whether it's international, Cummins, whoever, but all this stuff can be found online. And I would hope at that point, um, that's one of the things a lot of people don't know. You know, they've they've done to a lot of training, but you know, do you know when to change this or that? Or um, so many things are online right now and there's so many resources, but Call me, Yeah. you know, if I don't have an answer, I'm going to go walk back to the shop and you know, we're going to find the answers. But that's one of the things when I say being ready is knowing those, that kind of stuff. You yeah. know, you're not just buying a truck, you got to take care of the truck. Yeah. You got to have somebody that works on that truck and somebody you trust, um, which when you do take all your repairs into Freightliner, which is another huge, huge reason for the, for the warranty and doing your repairs at Freightliner, it's in a national system. Mm. And so, you're talking eight to 850, 850 dealerships across the country to do this work and boom, they pull it up in a second. Yeah, so Texas, yeah. California, wherever. Yeah. Um,
1: priceless. What, what would you tell people not to do when they're researching a truck? Cause you know, people jump online. Yeah. They, they Google the truck they want. Yeah. They, all these sites come up that's selling trucks. Yeah. What would you tell them? Don't do this. Like, you know what I mean? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what, what's something that people will probably, uh, they're looking for, but it's like, this is probably the worst move you could make when you're looking for a truck?
0: Well, yeah. Just, I mean, number one, buy from a dealer. You know, obviously, you know, even with cars and things what like that. What about auctions? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no.
1: That may be the thing.
0: Well, that, that's, that's a good one. Okay. That's a great, that, that's a whole nother podcast in itself. I mean, I can give you examples yeah, give me on a few. that. Yeah. Um, with that said, a matter of fact, we do. my manager, my ex-manager here, he he did a whole kind of white paper on that, um, explaining about auctions and why you shouldn't buy there. Um, one of the main reasons is, I mean, keep in mind, we buy trucks all over the country. We get trucks that come in from there to there, wherever. You know, dealers buy and sell from each other. Sometimes when we get something in and it goes through all our stuff in the shop and some major something's wrong with that truck, um, we have our top guy on it. They bring in a specialist. We just we got everybody working on this truck. It's up to twenty grand worth of repairs, and it's still not right. At that point, we have to make a decision. This is a piece of crap. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? We're not, not going to sell this to our customer. We're we're going to make that educated decision. And at that point, where does it go? It goes to the auction. Mm. Um, that is where all problem trucks go. That is where when you know through this covid situation the pandemic when everybody's just kind of buying trucks everywhere we have bought some trucks i can't even begin to tell you the repair bills on those trucks Mm. i mean this was just a regular truck and it was 18 grand so there's really no profit built into it you have no idea what you're getting into so if you're just an individual just buying a truck you don't have a shop back here you don't have diagnostics we have a million dollars worth of diagnostics in our shop, you know, so, and know how to, people, how to read those diagnostics. If you don't have those capabilities, buying something at an auction is just absolutely a nightmare. Mm. Um, So, uh, yeah, I mean, like like (laughs) I said, I mean, the white paper that he did was, you know, just probably 20 to 30 different items on there of, of things. And he's, he's one of the main buyers here. So he's been there, he's experienced these auctions, you know, just basically, and now everything's online. So you're just buying stuff sight unseen. Um, It it is just, it can be just disastrous. It really, really can. But if you're the kind of person who wants to take those chances and you've got some friend of a friend who can work on trucks, you know, know, more power to you. But if you're a serious, serious buyer who wants to do this right and do it well and do it with a good warranty and, you know, so that your driver is not down for months and months and months. when, that's another big thing with investors. You know, you you spend so much time finding a driver and finding the quality of the driver, finding the right driver. At that point, this driver has invested in you and your business that you just came to Courtney to get. Right. So I almost feel obligated to the driver. You know, this is his livelihood, so he doesn't want to get out there in the first two weeks and the AC don't work, you right. know, this doesn't work, the the on and on and on and on and on. So with an auction truck, you've pretty much lost your driver before you even started mm. because he doesn't want to be down unless you are going to be paying him for his downtime. So you're paying him, you don't have a truck making money. It just really implodes on itself. Um, it, it just doesn't make for a good package at all. It really, really doesn't. Um, I would say dealers, yeah i mean a lot of your mom and pop dealers buy from auctions and that's where they get their inventory but do they fix everything like this no they can slap on a outside source warranty clean it up make it look pretty sell a cheap truck and that's what you're going to get yeah so i mean you have to make a decision what kind of business do you want to start you know and and you got to think about every part of it that driver being a huge part of it Uh, your driver you got to take care of him or her you know, and they don't want to be down. Yeah,
1: no, <laughs> for know? sure, so, 100%. No,
0: and they don't want to be in a broke down truck. They don't want to be on the side of the road. They and don't,
1: especially don't now don't. with, you know, drivers being so scarce. No, You want to make is. sure that your business is, is solid because no. you'll lose your driver really I, I w- fast. I will
0: tell you right now, and a lot of people don't know this. I mean, when you when you hire these drivers right now, those drivers are making a list of people they talk to. They're like, all right, I'm going to go to work for this person but I'm going to keep a list of these four other people that are going to be my backup because this don't work out. So when you get somebody, you, you have got to treat them just in a whole nother way that the truckers have just not been treated over the course of this, this, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it in horrible ways and you, you've got to have a good machine for that guy. You yeah. really, really do. Yeah. And, and you you better take it serious. This is Don't think just making money. Think you're going to make money. This is the way I've always, you know, looked at, at my business. And this is a good comparison is, you know, a lot of salespeople will, you know, we have trucks to sell. I have a whole inventory sheet of trucks every week to sell. Whatever's available, whatever we just bought. And salespeople will look through, let's see how much this truck makes or this truck makes. And I'll sell that one because I'll make more money. I never look at that. Never, 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 never look at that. Never have, never will look at it. I don't have any clue what I make on a truck until the end of the month. No clue. Mm. And the reason for that is because it takes the the person, the personality, the stories, it takes it out of it. You're not doing this for that person. You're not doing it to help this family be in business for themselves or you're just all about getting a paycheck, getting a paycheck, paycheck. If you do it the right way, if you do it, in a way that you care for that person and that they get a right truck, a good truck, they're gonna they're gonna tell twenty people about you, right? And and they're going to know twenty years from now that you'll have a person calling you, telling you thank you for selling me my first truck and and selling me a, a good truck. He he even remembered things I had told him, <laughs> right? Which was unbelievable to me. He was he remembered my kids' names. It was just crazy. So what it really kind of brought back to me what, you know, what and how you should be a salesperson. And don't ever forget it. Yeah. Don't, don't forget it. Don't matter where you are in your career and this and that, come back to your roots. Be thankful for the people that got you here. Be thankful for your company. Be thankful for a job right now. And, um, and when you come in every day, work your tail off. You know, no doubt into,
1: it, what's the saying they say people don't remember what you do for them but they remember how, you, how you make them feel I believe it's yeah, something like that absolutely they always remember how you make them feel absolutely yeah.
0: absolutely. absolutely all right
1: cool so I, I think mm. we've kind of covered everything oh, is anything? there anything, I is there anything that I
0: missed I know, I know. I'm thinking oh, if we the, got it I mean if there's something else that I missed the light of year for this all right then. I know I know, right Cody's <laughs> like no you, you
1: got there's more I, mean, so I, I mean, don't know are, are there any know. are there any frequently asked I questions know. that you know people have asked you that you just like to kind of bring some clarity on or just make sure yeah. hey, hey guys remember this or or did we kind of touch on it all
0: i mean i think we did i really think we did it's just um you know i think that just to bring it all back together it's just know that this is not the norm yeah. you know this is not the norm these down payments are not the norm and like oh my gosh this big down payments but it's just because everything is changing daily and just just know and trust you're in the right place. I mean, we we're gonna we're gonna do the right thing. We're gonna keep doing what we're doing, no matter what's going on with the crazy country. We didn't change one thing we did all during COVID. Right. Um, every day I came in here, I thought it would. I thought it would. I was, you know, we have a meeting every Monday morning, and you know, we get information and we all kind of feed off each other. And I thought for sure I was, you know, we're gonna start where well, we're gonna cut back on this and cut back on this. And we got to start not doing this, but we never did. We never did. And um, so thankful for it, you know. <laughs> right, so, but, right. But, you know, I think I think we did cover everything. Um, What's a
1: typical time right you know. now for a, a truck right now? What's the waiting? What's the waiting? Well, I mean,
0: light. the second I buy something, like I was saying, it's usually sold w- in days, m- minutes, you know. But as far as that truck getting, getting here, yeah, you've get got, it. you know, transports are a little bit slower just because of that, because um, of drivers shortages and things like that. But um, I'd say two sometimes it depends on the transport company. Sometimes it's one or two, three weeks to, to get here. Then it, then I've got to have at least a full week, sometimes two weeks to get a truck, depending on the parts situation right now. Right. So right. I'm just constantly, you know, trying to give people updates and just, just, you know, begging people to just be patient, more patient right now. I mean, yeah. That's the only thing so, I can so just So
1: if I walked in here today and we, if I purchased a truck, how long am I waiting total? Mm. Just on average.
0: Three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that, that's a good average. Sometimes yeah. longer, sometimes quicker. Um, some of the what, what's good right now is because of the we're pulling some trucks from some, from some other stores that might be already finished. Um, I just sold one this yesterday to a guy that um, one of my regular customers was buying two trucks. He called me and said, Courtney, I, I, I need to not do both of them. I need a day cab instead. So he's doing one sleeper and one day cab. So I was releasing a truck this, my next thing was to call the next person in line. So I had that truck sold pretty quick, but, um, yeah, that would be an odd situation because it was finished and done and right. he was right, ready right, to right. go. And so right. boom, he's wiring the money tomorrow and he'll be on the road. So, but that's not the norm. At got, all. You, got you, and, got and, you. It, and it will change. So, yeah, I mean, but I just, I just wanted to really lay out there to everybody, you know, to be, you know, just to know that, everything about what what's going on right now is just is not how it's been for 23 years of my career right and so with everything as with everybody just you know just stay positive through all of it to do whatever you're doing whatever job you're in just make the best of it don't come in and be you know with everybody we can just be on each other all the time because yeah. we're like well this is not the way we used to do it and yeah. you know that everybody's just mad at everybody you just got to come in and just accommodate everybody and just know it's it's hard. Everybody, you know, everybody's home situations, everybody that walks in my office, I don't have a clue what's going on with their family. I can't even imagine what's with so many families right now with jobs lost and this and that. And so just, um, you know, just know that everybody you're talking with or dealing with could be dealing with something way, way worse than, you know, so that's, a fact. that's all I'm going to say. We have to <laughs> adapt to these
1: new times. Yeah,
0: absolutely. For sure. So.
1: All right, Miss Courtney. Well, listen, let everybody know where they can connect with you, how they yeah, can learn more about what, what you have going on here at Select. Yeah. And uh, then we'll kind of wrap this yeah, up. Yeah. I'm going to
0: actually give everybody my cell phone Okay. Um, so people don't do that, but that's how I do business. So it's 678-618-2462. Um, and just know that it's about, on average right now, about two days before I get to you. That sounds (laughs) insanity, but that's how (laughs) busy busy it is right now. So just be patient, be patient with that process. Just know when I do call you, and I call people sometimes back late at night, um, know that. Um, I work all during the day with actually, you know, one-on-one with people. So I'm usually calling people sometimes from six to 10. That sounds insanity. But just know, I tell people if you have my cell phone, put it in a hotline in your phone. So when I call, <laughs> you um, pick up. No, I, and I'm being serious. But it, it, be it might be two more days, and I don't. I hate to even say that, but yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a little bit different right now. So, um, but anyway, my, the email is C Beckham, B E C K H A M. I always say just like the soccer player. Um, my husband looks just like him. Um, it's C Beckham at Peach State with a S. Dot com. Um and then the number up here is eight hundred nine 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 two five one two. And uh Pretty simple. Just ask for the. I'm the only girl up here, so just ask for that girl. <laughs> so you'll get me. No
1: doubt. And, and, and if you tell them Truck and Hustle sent you, she might call you back in the day.
0: Yeah. Like, we might we, might cut, we might cut a day off or something <laughs> for of that.
1: So let them know and then let her know in the email in the, uh, email or the the voicemail. Yeah. Truck and Hustle said you'll pick up in uh, a day. And
0: it's and it's exciting real quick, real quick. Just to watch you. Yeah. because no, we we literally did talk a year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, just, yeah, yeah. it's been a blessing to me to watch what you've done and what you've brought to the industry, which is always just invigorating to me to see that kind of stuff. For people that are really giving back to the industry and teaching people, because that's what helps me. It helps me when people are more educated, they know more things, it's the less I have to do, you know? And so it really affects everybody. and and, you know we appreciate it we really do
1: thank you so much i appreciate that and thank you so much for all the value that you brought to the show today all this information i think that people are going to love it listen guys make sure you contact courtney at select trucks of atlanta you know how we do this time hustle fam (laughs) if you smell something burning it's only your desire courtney and i we are out
0: If you twisted, confused, or stuck about trucks, don't be dumb. This is the place to come. Truck and Hustle. Let's go!